Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I'm Kate Majuk. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And apparently at Marcus Needs a Tissue uh, <laughs> at TissuesCleanX.com. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> sponsor us, Kleenex. Uh, I've been just battling cold all week, but... Um... Like we'll a couple of our fantasy it. players, I'm gonna I'm gonna battle through. Right, I've got a Heck questionable yeah. tag on me. Doesn't get not gonna stop. <laughs> no, we we got you, Marcus. We will get you through the show, everybody. Please give the show a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast, and of course, check out the YouTube channel where we are looking to build uh, build our our audience there. Hit that subscribe mm-hmm. and give us those thumbs up. Help us and help others find the show. We we really appreciate it lots of lots okay uh, we should talk about thursday night football it was a really good game it was a really really good game was there any big takeaways that you had from that one it was a really surprising game um you know i like the biggest takeaway uh is that i, I feel like every single time uh we see a quarterback uh a talented quarterback maybe without some weapons we immediately toss them in the garbage and say like, ah, it's a lot, it's a lost week. Uh, but that's, it's just a reminder. Don't ever discount Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's, he's just a fair, he's a good football player. Um, he also didn't play all that well. Let's just be honest. He, he did was not, 22 of 27 not, for 184 yards. Ben Roethlisberger type of stats there, Kate. He did not play overly well, just completed like 59% of passes, which is not by any means good for Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I I think just the way that that offense is structured, um, chemistry between AJ Dillon and like Aaron Jones and watching them go back and forth. um, I think the biggest takeaway for me is probably AJ Dillon because that's, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. He looks good. AJ Dillon, uh, you know, he was like a, I was a big fan of his coming out of college, but uh, the ding has always been like, you know, Aaron, Aaron Jones got the second contract. Is he going to be able to work himself into the lineup? We saw Jamal Williams depart this season. Even then we weren't really sure mm-hmm. what kind of workload we were going to see, but here we are, uh, you know, in the last five weeks, AJ Dillon's actually seen, you know, 11 or more carries in three out of those five games. Yeah. That was my biggest takeaway as well. It seems like we are trending towards a pretty split backfield. Now, Aaron Jones is still the guy that's going to be the most productive. And if you played Aaron Jones last night, you feel fantastic. And actually, hold on, I'm going to take that back. You're feeling a little bitter right now because you could have easily <laughs> had three touchdowns last night and you're being greedy. Uh, one got taken back on a kind of dumb call. But uh, Aaron Jones, still super, super productive. He had seven receptions, I believe, for 50 yards. Uh, still had 60 yards on the ground. Uh, I think it's possible, Kate, long-term, maybe not this year, but you know, next year, especially if Aaron Rodgers leaves for this backfield to support two running backs. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, I, I think, you know, if you're looking to acquire A.J. Dillon, you know, don't, don't do it the week after he's just displayed his talents in prime time. 
Um, maybe wait uh, another week. Hopefully next week he'll get, you know, maybe a limited carry share uh, and send everybody back into the the bunker, uh, the AJ Dillon bunker. But yep. I mean, just like eyeball test, uh, obviously he's not putting up huge fantasy games just due to the limited touches, but the eyeball test, my God, he looks so freaking good. He looks like Derrick Henry light. Yeah, he, he really does. He's playing. Well. I'm trying think- to be like. I, I'm trying not to overreact here, but he looks so, like Derrick Henry light. And that's it, what he was before coming into the to the all right, draft. All right. Like we've got to do this. We gotta do this now. We need to look up some AJ Dillon trades because is this is this the time to buy AJ Dillon, or do you think it's already it's already gone? I don't think it's already gone. Uh just right. because of the inconsistencies in workload. Obviously, after seeing him in prime time, like that's it it's hard because you know, everybody watched that game. Uh, usually if somebody has a really nice performance and uh, maybe their stat line doesn't match uh, the eyeball test, like in the one o'clock window, fantastic. Cause that might fly under the radar. AJ Dillon's probably not flying as, as far under the radar, but. Um, can, can I give you some AJ Dillon traits? Can I give yes. you some recent AJ Dillon traits? And these are from all from the last five days. Okay. Now, Again, that doesn't factor in what we saw in you know on Thursday night, but this is, I mean, dynasty owners don't typically overreact too much, so you can, so it's all right. Um, oh, some of these are tough. Uh, what about AJ Dillon for Chris Carson straight up? Oh God. Um, That's really uh that's really tough because in a bubble I'd just say Chris Carson, but mm. uh with the I, I think it's the worries about the neck injury, which is uh like most concerning to managers. Um and I'm not at a real I'm not at a place where I understand uh the extent of Chris Carson's injury. So I'm probably um, staying away from that one, right? Yeah, I, I I don't think I'd make that trade uh if I were on either side just because uh, yeah, I, if it's a I lot of risk Carson, it's a lot of risk on both sides. All right, this next one is fascinating to me. It is AJ Dillon for Leonard Fournette, straight up. Oh, AJ Dillon all day. Ooh, see, I think I'd rather have Fournette. I I have more faith that Fournette is going to put together a low end RB one season this year than maybe AJ Dillon ever will. I'd rather just have Fournette right now. Okay. Um, if you're, what if you're in a rebuild mode, does that change things and for you at all? Cause I mean, if you're in a rebuild, yeah, mode, if you're in a rebuild, be contending. Yes. I, I I'm just, I'm just assuming we're talking about the typical you know, four and four team right now. I'd rather have four now, but if you're, if you're rebuilding, I think that one makes sense. Uh, let's give you some more Kate. If these are some for player swaps, AJ Dillon for Brandon cooks. Um, I'll actually take Brandon cooks. I, I, I think, his uh, his ability to put up wide receiver one numbers, kind of like you said with Leonard Fournette, um, I think his ceiling's just a little bit higher than we're going to see anytime soon for AJ Dillon. And who's throwing to Brandon Cooks next week? Not this week. I'm saying next week. Oh God. Oh God. I um, I'm just going to hope it's Tyrod Taylor. They might trade him. He's an angry little man. I don't know if you saw the tweets, guys. As soon as Mark Ingram was headed out, I don't blame him. Um, don't blame him. It, yeah, he's he's the odd man out here, but uh, he might. I mean, honestly, I was we were all confused. I think why didn't the Saints just acquire Brandon Cooks to bring bring yep. back two of your old old players uh, and get Jameis Winston another weapon? It would have made a lot of sense. But 
Here yep. we are. And if Tyrod Taylor's throwing him the ball, he's a wide receiver one. I agree. Uh, he's going to really enjoy catching passes from Patrick Mahomes next week. Uh, all right, Woo! last one. That would be really nice. Last one. This one's really fun. A.J. Dillon in a 2022 first-round pick for Aaron okay. Jones. Oh, I'm still taking Aaron Jones there. I think I am too. Aaron Jones is just so rock solid, right? And yeah, you know, it, his, he's basically a lock to get 17 touches every week in this, in an offense that's going to score consistently 24 or more points every week. And he's going to uh, get the passing work. Like that's, yeah. that's so, so key. Yeah. Uh, but we're still buying AJ Dillon. Uh, go out and make some trade offers. We want to hear what you guys are, are trying to get AJ Dillon for over the next week. But, uh, Let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about our old friends at McDonald's. We all love McDonald's. This episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. Kate, would you like to do the jingle? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. It's perfect. It's great. All right. We need to talk about McDonald's real quick. I, I have some fond memories of McDonald's. I love McDonald's breakfast. What's your favorite McDonald's breakfast item? It's the sausage McGriddle. I've made the yeah. sausage McGriddle yeah. references here on the show before. I love the sausage McGriddle. There's no better, um, like, sweet, Extra salty. salt like Jerry Jones? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, but, like, oh, my gosh. So I, I, what I wish is that McDonald's uh, would just sell me a whole, um, like a whole container of those like fluffy cakes that come with the McGriddles, just yeah, like yeah. the, the, the buns, sauce basically. and yeah. yeah, basically the buns and uh, essentially you get to go pancakes whenever you want. I oh, think that so should good. be their next venture. They're delicious. Uh, they're the perfect way to start the day. And now I'm really hungry, Marcus. <laughs> Are you are you one of those people that puts the hash brown inside of the sausage McGriddle or no? No, I'm a very plain Jane. I like to keep my items separate. So what I do, I enjoy my hash brown first, and then I have to eat the whole hash brown, and then I save my McGriddle for last. Yeah. It's it's salty sweet. You just cannot beat that flavor I, combination. I like to go McGriddle first, and then you eat the hash brown as like a little treat at the end, a little palate cleanser. So uh, there you go. Uh, all right, I, I could talk about McDonald's breakfast all day, but instead we <laughs> got to talk about week eight and some of the things we're most excited to see this week. Kate, who are you keeping an eye on uh, in the slate of action this week? Actually, before we move on, one one more thought occurred to me that we do need to keep an eye on through the weekend. Robert Tunyon, uh, we haven't mm. heard anything, but he did suffer what looked to be uh, a nasty knee injury. At the end of the game, uh, LaFleur came out and he, uh, you know, I, I didn't see the actual clip, but uh, per Twitter, uh, reporter said, yeah. yeah, reporter said he was getting emotional when talking about Robert Tunyon. So it does sound yeah. like this could be something serious. Um, yeah, it's not good. It's, it's definitely not good. Obviously, Robert Tunyon has not been a uh, reliable fantasy option. Um, but is there any tight end that you would want to grab behind Robert Tunyon there in that offense? If obviously the wide receiver, the lack of wide receivers isn't going to be a long-term thing, but um, we did see uh, 
you know, who, who were these players last night? Josiah Degura. Yeah. He's Uh, he's he's an H guy they drafted in the third round a couple years ago. Um, Mercedes Lewis is not going to be the guy you want. He's really just an extra offensive lineman playing tight end for them at this point. My guess is that green Bay is going to make a trade to get a tight end because they can't go into the playoffs with this unit here. They got to have somebody who can stretch the field a little bit. And I actually have a name for you, Kate. I think they're going to make a trade. Would you like to hear how I think is going to be traded there? Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron. Yeah, it makes too much sense, right? Sounds like he's not happy with the targets he's getting in Pittsburgh. It seems like you could have him pretty cheap. I don't think the Steelers are going to hold you up for very much on that one. I think they're going to make a move like that over the next couple of days. All right. I'm so glad we're, we are clearly getting on the same brainwave yeah. here, Marcus. Yeah, we're good. Uh, we're, we're making this work. We deserve um, a sausage McMuffin after, or a turtle <laughs> after this. For, yes. As soon as the show is over, I'm going to be running to our local McDonald's here. I'm just so glad oh. McDonald's sponsors us. It's so awesome. Uh, yeah. All right. That's really cool. <laughs> let's, let's talk about some of the action this week. Uh, no, maybe Dak Prescott on Monday or Sunday night football. Seems like his status is a little bit up in the air. Uh, does that affect how you're playing Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard? What do you think? I, I think all of these players are so like their, their upside is so high. The talent is so high. It's not just like they're getting, um, you know, targets because they're on the field. They're getting targets because they're tremendously talented football players. I think the ceiling's so high for all these guys. I'm not going to sit any of them regardless of the quarterback. I just, like, I, can you imagine sitting C.D. Lamb? Well, I, I, I can if you're having to break ties, right? Like, if I don't know, I'm going to give you an example. Like, if you have, I can't imagine big, a player that would be low enough or that would be high enough in your roster that you would sit C.D. Lamb. I mean, if you, if you, okay, or, or Amari Cooper, right? Let's say it's, I don't know, Deontay Johnson or Amari Cooper, and you're deciding between you should be which starting one you Deontay playing. Johnson every single week, folks. Okay. <laughs> I he's in every week. He is an every week must start. Do that's, not listen to example. this man. This that is slander. Example, right. Okay. If it's Mike Williams or uh, CD lamb, I mean, obviously you're playing Mike Williams as well, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I think you're going to break ties against the Cowboy guys because Cooper rush doesn't offer a lot of upside. I think Ezekiel Elliott will maintain his value for the most part because he's just going to see so many touches. Um, yeah, I I don't know, Kate. I think it certainly downgrades those guys. Uh, who else are you looking forward to see this week? Deontay Johnson. <laughs> uh, there you go. It's a Steelers show. I just have to I have to plug my man because I I still feel like the general consensus is that he's not an every week must start, but in four out of the five weeks that he's played, uh, he's had ten or more targets. Like this dude is bonkers, bananas. Um, he he plays really good football. Um, on, on the you. other, yeah, I got one know. for you. T Higgins. I'm, I'm really curious about yes. T Higgins. So he's missed some time this year. Do you know how many targets he had against Baltimore, Kate? I don't. 15, 15 targets so against quiet. Baltimore, seven tar- receptions for 62 yards. Um, he's actually seen quite a few targets in his last four games. Kate, he's averaging nine and a half targets per game. He's on I pace think, for 132 for the season. It's a lot. Something That's a lot of big, targets. I think a big game is coming for T. Higgins. I don't know if it's this week against the Jets. It might be. Uh, their cornerback situation's awful. Uh, but I'm keeping an eye on T. Higgins because I think do think a big game is coming here soon. 
All right. Here's like, I'm looking at an entire offense right now, looking at the new Orleans saints. Uh, I'm actually really interested in Jameis Winston, who, I mean, just, he is playing super, super well. Um, just he's playing pretty clean football. Um, you know, when he's got a clean pocket, he's making good decisions. It looks like his eyesight is all in order. Um, the crazy thing is that they just haven't had the passing volume. Like it's been really surprising. Cause I think we, we thought, you know, they'd be unleashing Jameis mm -hmm. at some point. Um, he's even been like showing off some legs. He's, you know, last week had 40 rushing yards quietly. Incredible. Yep. Um, but I mean, Jameis Winston is playing some of the best football of his career and nobody's talking about him as a buy candidate in dynasty nope. fantasy football. Um, I think like, this is a guy we have to watch right now. And I think this is a guy you have to trade for right now because um, either he is going to be a long-term viable option for the saints, or he just earned himself another contract and another, uh, another chance at a starting gig somewhere else next season. He's on a one-year deal. I like that. That's a good call. Uh, I got one more. And this one is more where they're using him. It's Jamal Agnew. I know he's not the most exciting player in fantasy because he's but. a former defensive back playing receiver, <laughs> but What's more interesting for me, Kate, is where he plays because over the last two weeks, he's played a lot in the slot. Uh, he actually has 11 receptions for 119 yards and zero touchdowns, but that's it's more that LaVisca Chenault is not being used there. And that's concerning to me if you're a Chenault owner because I really don't think he's an outside receiver. And we've seen his production kind of drop at, you know, playing more as the X with DJ Chark out. So I'm just curious over the bye week. What did Jacksonville do to kind of fix their passing attack? Are they going to slide Chenault back to the slot? Are they going to keep Agnew there? Are they going to play more Tavon Austin? It's just something I feel I'm like watching. they've they've looked like um, a better offense in the last couple of weeks, and I think they have, but I don't think it's great for Chenault's long term value. Does that make sense? Oh, I don't either. And that's been that's been the concern with Lavisca Chenault is the fact that he is a guy that they use close to the line of scrimmage. Um, he's He's just not, if he's not playing out of the slot, I think that's just fewer opportunities for those targets. Yep. Um, Cause then it, you're really just, you know, banking on, uh, can they generate touches for him? And on the outside, I'm not so confident that they will. All right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bill Bar. It's the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein and low sugar. With no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you will get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Kate, it is time for some promotion commotion. And we need to pat ourselves on the back a little bit. We've been just killing this the last <laughs> couple of weeks uh, with our Dante Pettis call last week, Tavon Austin a couple of weeks ago. Who I'm are some glad guys that you're – I'm, I'm glad that you're including me in the we. Uh, all of those were your calls, but I did have Byron Pringle last week. I will listen. I want to take all the credit for it. I had Byron Pringle last week, and he actually Byron Pringle, had a, yes. He had yes. a he had a decent outing. So I'm I I'm uh you know I, I'm holding steady there, guys. I'm I, I holding like it. Steady. Um, all right. So who do you have this week? <laughs> you're going to promote from deep on your bench or from free agency Ugh. into your starting lineup. I'm going with Jamichael Hasty, uh, running back for the 49ers, was activated off of IR last week. Um, and I mean, right away, right away, actually got pretty involved, didn't 
didn't see uh, many touches on the ground. Only had three carries for one rushing yard. Yikes. But what I'm looking at is he had six targets in the game. Again, super inefficient, but he was targeted throughout the game. Uh, it wasn't just like he saw a bunch of garbage time points um, at the end of the game to close things out. It, he was being targeted throughout the game and he was worked into the game plan consistently um, in a full PPR format. I, I'm willing to to take that dive. You know, if, if we still see Kyle Shanahan unwilling to to trade or to do anything with Brandon Ayuk, uh, we got to throw the ball somewhere. And apparently they're throwing to Jamichael Hasty. It's a good call. Uh, I got another running back that it's going to feel gross to start. But what about Boston Scott, Kate? It seems like Miles Sanders is going to be out this week. Um, they're playing the Lions, which should be a positive game script for them. And every time Boston Scott plays, he's good. Like he's just a good player. I don't think. The Eagles want to give Kenny Gainwell a full workload. I think Boston no. Scott's going to kind of be the starter and Gainwell will work him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a good game. That's all I'm saying. I I actually, uh, I feel that. I, I do. Okay. So thank you for expressing confidence. How about another one? Do you, do you want <laughs> a really gross one? Because that's kind of the, uh, the what we do here. We give you absolutely awful ones. Are you ready? Yes, I'll take the gross one. <laughs> Uh, how about, I'm, I'm just looking at some of the guys that I, I have here. Oh man. Muhammad okay. Sinu. I have a name. Muhammad oh, Sinu. that's, I wasn't going that deep. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I, I was thinking, uh, how about Cedric Wilson? All right. So I know like we we said we're out on the big Cowboys, but, um, what about the, the notion, um, you know, he's, he's played some out of the slot. We've seen him be, um, just, he's been pretty clutch uh, when they've needed a guy. But when the backup quarterbacks come in, sometimes they'll target some of these guys that maybe they get more reps with, um, you know, in practice, like the, the Good point. you know, Good point. I, I think he's a guy that we know has a high upside. Uh, maybe, maybe we see him get a little something, something this week. I like it. It's a good call, especially if Dak plays. If Dak plays, it's pretty clear Cedric Wilson has a role. I don't think Michael Gallup's going to play in this game, so I think Cedric Wilson is a good, good candidate. Um, I'm dying here, Kate. Would you do the outro for me? Absolutely. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us on today's Locked on Dynasty Football Podcast. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, please give my co-host a follow at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Locked on Dynasty and be sure to hit that subscribe button. We will see you on Monday uh, to get you ready for week nine. Oh my God, it's flying. Good luck this week, guys. Go eat a sausage McGriddle, everybody. For me. <laughs>